All right, and welcome to another exciting episode. Um, I'd call this sort of like a, an impromptu, you know, like an impulsive episode. Because um, I've got, you know, actually two other episodes that will possibly be dropping this week as well. Um, so yeah, we'll say this is episode number 72. Um, and I hope everyone is well. You're with your host, Manzila, a.k.a. Chester Mbekela. And... Um, yeah, you know, welcome to Sports Biz from an agent's perspective, you know, just, I think this episode will be more about just offloading, um, how can I say, stuff that I've just been thinking about and stuff that I've just been, you know, observing, you know, from an agent's perspective, <laughs> obviously, but um, yeah, before we get into the episode... This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. I know, you know, from my personal experience, man, when I was an athlete, when I was a player, you know, there'd be times I would go through, you know, feelings of like stress and anxiety, you know, stress to perform, you know, stress to play well, to make sure you play for that next contract. And, you know, I really wish that I had had, you know, certain like avenues to really vent and get out these frustrations and just have an objective party to talk to. Right. Better help, man. It's a platform that offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you through, you know, your tough time or whatever you're going through. You're able to talk to your therapist in private, um, online environment at your convenience. So it's literally therapy um, wherever you may be, you know. Um, there's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then uh, you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Imagine that, under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. And then uh, plus you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist. Um, and everything you share is 100% and completely confidential. Right? What I've found helpful, man, with using a platform um, like BetterHelp, again, you know, is just their response time. That if you're going through something, um, you're able to talk with your therapist and share it right there and then, you know. My therapist, uh, Mark, is so efficient um, and I'm really um, happy that I'm working with him. All right, and then you can actually also request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime if the, cur like the current um, therapist that you matched with doesn't work out for you. All right, so you don't need to stress and feel like you're trapped with one therapist. You can actually request to change. So join the two million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better help therapist special offer to sports bears from an agent's perspective podcast listeners so you get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash kz mbekela right that's better h e l p dot com slash k 
Z-M-B-E-K-E-L-A, Bekela. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, so as I said um, before the break, that this is sort of like an impromptu, um, unplanned, you know, episode. It's just, you know, I think whenever I've got something sporting related, you know, that's on my mind and I kind of need an outlet, you know, just to get it all out and stuff like that. You know, I always believe that, um, you know, my sports podcast is the best place where I get to, you know, just get what's get off what's on my chest, you know. Um, And yeah, so I have no idea how long this episode will be. It might not be that long because it's just me literally just, I don't want to say vent out because this is not something that's happened to me, you know. This is not something, nothing's happened to me. I'm good. I'm happy. Um, You know, we, we, we on the grind, you know, and stuff like that. But it's just that, it's just things I've noticed within the sporting world, man. Um things that happened over the past couple of weeks, so close to each other, you know, very well related. And it's just who the people that have been punished for this, you know, I just feel like it's an injustice. But then again, you know, I also blame the people who put themselves in this position because I'm like, bro, you could have avoided this, you know, you could have avoided this. And so I'm in no way letting them off the hook they need to be accountable for what they're doing you know so i think um i'm not really gonna speak much on the email doka excuse me on the email doka situation because again i'm not i don't live in america and i'm not really um in the basketball streets of the u.s like that i mean i follow the nba and stuff like that um and I just believe that so many people have already spoken on, on the email doka thing. So I just believe that, you know what, fuck it. Um, it doesn't even deserve that much attention from me. But it's, it's the observation for me that I've seen that, man, you know, um, they will really make an example out of these brothers, man, in, in prominent positions. Um, I guess to send a message, <laughs> you know. To send a message to the rest that if you get out of line, this is what's going to happen to you. It doesn't matter what heights you've reached and so forth. This is what can happen to you. You know, the matter that I actually wanted to just address, you know, is um, because I am a South African black man, man of color. um, It's just this Elton Yankee situation, man, that's actually just been heavy on my mind. I don't know why, because usually rugby related things I don't let them get to me because I really, you know, um, when I took time away from rugby, whether that's watching it and just being involved in it for like two years, it helped me really withdraw and just become an outside party, you know, and just, and again, man, um, before I, I delve into just my thoughts and everything, my podcast is not about spewing negativity. It's not about spreading ne- negativity. I'm not a chatty patty, you know, I'm not a media outlet that's, trying to share gossip and bullshit, you know. I'm all about positivity. I'm all about celebrating athletes' careers, whether they're, you know, black, white, um, male, female, whatever sexual orientation they might be. I look at the body of work, you know. I look at their body of work, and I also am also cognizant of the fact that 
Nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. You know, so um, I really do think that and, and, and for the longest time, I didn't know the extent of what this young kid had done. I mean, obviously, you know, being on social media, you get to read about these things that, OK, so and so apparently was caught having an affair um, with um, the nutritionist and stuff like that. He's been sent home from the bot camp. I get all of that. You know, the Springboks didn't want all that attention um, of someone of, you know, two parties now having been caught having an affair. So they didn't want that media attention and that distraction from the team because they were trying to win themselves a championship. All good and well. I get that. And also, you know, clearly this guy acted out of character and did not represent the Springbok brand. I get it. Sacking him, I've got no objection for that, you know. Because obviously, with such responsibility of now representing your country, there's a certain rapport and there's a certain behavior that's expected of you. And unfortunately, when you breach, um, you know, the code of conduct and you, when you breach that behavior and you go and do dumb shit like what Elton did, then I understand the team for cutting him. But what I do not condone is just this whole cancel culture that has come about now that you know the fact that now all because of what had transpired while playing for the national team it now led him to being pretty much almost uh, well out of contract because it also surfaced that um, the entity Red Dokomo Hurricanes a team of Japan who is coached by a South African now also decided to tear up his contract okay all good and well if they feel like, okay, this guy clearly showing off the field misbehavior and stuff like that. But what I didn't understand is now you're going to tell me that just because this kid made, you know, an error of judgment, which he should be accountable for, that that warrants him now being out of work and no team wanting to sign him? Come on, man. Come on. I mean, we're talking about a player here who's never been arrested. Elton has never served t um, time in jail. He's never been a troublemaker that's been in trouble with the law in general. The only off-the-field incidences he's had with the game is when, I mean, when he was a kid. And again, this goes back to the question I asked at the very beginning, if you go back to my podcast episodes, that is it the right move to turn players professional and give them large sum, you know, large sums of money while you know they're so young, is it a good idea? You know, and again, so it goes back to that. I mean, Elton turned into a professional rugby player back in two thousand and nine. Back in two thousand and nine, when he came back from the under twenty World Cup. At age 19, I think he got his first stint at Senior Curry Cup. So already at that age, dude, he was already seeing, um, he was already being paid the big bucks, you know, living the glam life and stuff like that. So obviously, a lot of temptations were going to come his way. You know, and I think honestly, for being a young player of color, coming from the background 
I think what, what helped him as well is the fact that, you know, he, he came from a family household where he had both his mom and dad. So I think having that, that type of grounding probably did help him getting less trouble than what, you know, a normal kid of color would have gotten up to. But I mean, still, it, he was probably the first generation of, um, you know, of, uh, of individual coming from his family who was earning the type of money that he was getting, who was getting the type of fame that he was getting. I'm in no way excusing any of this, but I'm just saying that those type of things coming at you at such a fast pace, they can cause you to act out of character. Now, the only stories you've heard over the years, well, let me, let me put it like this, that I've heard, was that when he was, I think, this in, in his under 20, yeah, when he was like in, in 2010, in 2011, one of those years, he got in trouble. He was benched for like one or two games because he missed team protocol. I think he went out partying the night before when he should, when, you know, the team obviously had curfew. And then he was punished for that. He was benched. And then I think the next off-the-field um, incident was also when I think he played for, when he had a stint at the Stormers. And again, I think he went out partying. And again, because of that, Alistair Kutia punished him. He was benched. Or I think he was even left out of the, the match day 22. Apart from those two incidences... I never heard anything about Elton Yankees until this incident with this um, nutritionist, team nutritionist. I don't even know. Um, I can't even say her name. I, I don't even know her name type of thing. You know, my only issue with this, guys, um, and again, you know, I'm trying to keep things as positive and as objective as possible. But, I, you know, just from my observation, and I don't like what they're doing out in the West, that they keep selecting these brothers in high places and they keep making examples of him. Just because the guy made a wrong error of judgment or a wrong, you know, just the wrong call, a moment of weakness, which happens to every single person, doesn't matter what race you are. Everybody falls into that temptation. You know, just because he made that one judgment, error in judgment, now this kid was literally in a position where it seemed like he had lost everything. No team wanted to touch him. You're telling me a player who's been a professional since he was 19 years old, who's been a professional since 2009, who pretty much has over 12 years experience as a professional rugby player who's performed well for teams, not only in South Africa. He did very well when he played for Entity Shining Arcs here in Japan. He played five successful seasons. There was never anything reported from the team. Because look, one thing I'll tell you about Japanese teams, man, in Japan is that if you, if you fuck around, they don't be giving warnings. They'll tear your contract up and they'll send you home. So the mere fact that Elton was able to come over here, play five successful seasons without any trouble and then after that heading back to South Africa and then at some point had his first stint in France I think he played for Pau on loan and he did very well for them nothing was ever reported about this kid misbehaving 
Nothing was ever reported. So the point that I'm trying to make is, yes, um, he, he's made some fucked up calls and should be held accountable. And I believe punishment for taking national colors away from him was punishment enough. But for him now to struggle finding a job, a fly off of 12 years experience. Nah, come on, man. They literally tried to cut Mabu out in Yankees. But again, man, and, and that's why I believe the French were able to give him this lifeline, like uh, French Club Toulon, who, by the way, have a chairman who's known for his fair share of controversies and everything. I think he was the one person who was able to see far beyond this and was like, listen, yes, this kid may have made a fucked up call and stuff like that, but I don't think it, but it doesn't take away from what he has brought to the rugby world. Elton has made plenty of teams a lot of money. He made a lot of money for the Lions rugby union for all the years he spent there because again because he became one of the marquee players he was putting asses on seats obviously not only him but because he was one of the the key players of the team he made the lions a lot of money you know so nah man i just i I really believe that was really um, a fucked up, a fucked up thing, and I'm really disappointed that um, the former coach who coaches here in Japan, his former coach at the Lions, is the one who decided not to, like, basically decided to tear his contract up. And I mean, I get that. I'm sure um, the coach of the team felt a little under pressure. That damn it, if they now take this kid, and he plays for this team, that he might. He might himself become blackballed by the system. Nah, guys, man, come on, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yes, the kid fucked up, and you know he should. Look, he's already got a lot on his plate, as he has to now explain the situation to his current wife and all that stuff. But I don't believe it warrants for taking a player's career away. There are guys who have done so many worse things, guys. I mean, you had the one player a couple of years ago who murdered a police officer. Professional rugby player. Murdered a, pro- a police officer. Beat the police officer to death. And that guy was able to carry on with his career, playing in South Africa, and then once he was done with that, signed a contract to play overseas in Italy or somewhere in Europe. There are players who've done far worse than what Elton's done. So I really don't believe that his um, off-the-field incident warranted for him to lose, almost lose his career. Because you also got to understand, guys, he didn't violate any team protocols. Elton never missed a training session. He didn't miss a game. He didn't go online and, you know, disrespect the the book brand or the SA Rugby brand. He just got caught. That's pretty much all. He just got caught. You know? 
I mean, who's this um, Locke who played for the Stormers um, a few years ago? He was also caught cheating on his wife with a college girl. And the paper, and the, I mean, the pictures were all over, I think, magazines and stuff like that. But there was no smear campaign against this guy. There was no smear campaign. He was still able to sign contracts to play elsewhere. So, yeah, man, that, that, that's pretty much my opinion on this, man. Um, you know, it's just something I've just been observing that they will make an example um, of these players. Um, and I guess that's just the sad reality of it, man, is that, you know, players of color, they have no power in this game, especially within the rugby sphere, man. They have no power. And as a result of them having no power, it's, it's, it's a... It's a it's a situation of either get in line or, you know, you'll be chucked out. You know, I think before I end off and because like I'm saying, and I'm, from my opinion, this has not been a negative podcast. I've just put the facts on the table that this is what I've observed and stuff. But before I go, man, I really do believe that, you know, if there was ever a time that Elton Yankees needs to start looking at life beyond rugby. I think this situation was it, you know. They usually say the universe sometimes, God, universe, whatever you believe in, sometimes, you know, um, it communicates with you in different ways, you know. So I believe that this was definitely a communication, you know, from the great beyond, from the universe, that it's time Elton started looking at life beyond rugby. You know, it's time he became smarter about leveraging the experience he's had and making sure that he knows that whether rugby's taken away from him or not, he's going to be okay. And this is where leveraging your name, image and likeness actually comes into play. Well, look, (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think any brand in South Africa is gonna is gonna wanna associate with him as it stands. You know, maybe in a couple of years, who knows? But I don't think anyone's gonna wanna touch him at this point in time because look, that the SA SA media has done very well. SA rugby media has done very well in really smearing this kid's um, image. So, honestly, from my opinion, I don't think there's a brand who wanna mess with him. So the only option he has now is that with the, rugby, with the rugby that he has left in him is to go to France and just play out the rest of his career. I mean, he's 32 years old now. I really do believe that if he pushes for... And I mean, he's in fairly good shape. He, he's one player who's actually been very blessed in never really having career-threatening injuries. I mean, Elton's only had like niggles and stuff like that. He's never really been hurt where he's been injured for a whole season, you know. So the fact that he's still in very good shape means that he can push for maybe five years. Again, that's another thing about playing in Europe is that in Europe, man, you can play. You, it's one of the, the, the conditions allow players because the game, even though the game is physical over there, it's a little slower than what it would be in the Southern Hemisphere. 
you know so by him playing in the northern hemisphere and playing in france and stuff like that he can actually put in a good four to five years and really stack that money away and maybe immerse himself in the french um like within French society, pretty much do what Guthrie Steenkamp and Burton Francis and what all those other players have done. That, you know what? Those guys just went quietly and they played the rest of their careers in France. And when they retired, they actually started businesses over there. You know, you got, I think Burton Francis started a wine company. You know, while in France. And I think Guthrie Steenkamp um, I know he's got his own coaching um, coaching business and I think he also is also part owner of a bar and so like he's involved in so many different businesses in Toulouse you know so I believe that if Elton if there was ever a time that Elton needed to start looking at life beyond rugby because no brands in SA will want to work with him and I also believe that maybe his Springbok career has also come to an end because of this incident, I think I don't think they're gonna want to select him, or at least for a good couple of years. I think they they might leave him out just to let the fire die down. Who knows? Maybe he might be brought back in before the twenty twenty three World Cup, which will be based in France, or not. Whether he's back in the bulk frame or not, I do think that he needs to really take this um, this opportunity with French club Toulon as a last chance saloon type of thing a last chance to really solidify his legacy um as one of the greatest to ever come out of essay because look forget the off-field incidences and everything elton yankees is still one of the best number 10s that south africa has ever produced he will go down in history as one of the best i don't care what he's done off the field nobody's perfect I certainly don't condone his behavior off the field because when you make the decision to turn into a professional, you should also accept the responsibility and the high expectations that are placed on you by society for you to conduct yourself um, like a model citizen. You know? So, all the best to him, man. And shout out to you know the French for just not buying into the bullshit, not getting on the bandwagon of let's all hate Elton. Shout out to them for that. I condemn them for that. Um, sorry, condemn them. <laughs> Fuck, English getting away from me. I commend them for that. I really commend them. And um, yeah, so let's... I'm, I'm, it's just always... Again, look. Um, the one thing I will say, man, is that if you're going to punish people, I hope that this dietitian as well is facing the same type of punishment where she's also struggling to find work because it wouldn't be fair that Alton's the only one who's now facing the, the, you know, the ultimate punishment. Because again, Alton didn't walk into a room and jerk off and, you know, and, um, and have sex with himself. There was another individual in the room, another consenting adult. You know, so... I hope she's also facing the same type of punishment because if she isn't, then there's clearly an injustice here. Yes, she doesn't have the same fame that Alton does, but it still doesn't warrant him to take 100% of the fall. That's fucked up. 
That's what I have a problem with. Is that in these situations that I've noticed happening, whether it's in basketball, this Emil Doka guy, he took 100% of a fall. The person who he was with, nothing. Or let me not say nothing, but we haven't heard anything. Same issue with Alton. He's taken 100% of a fall. Guy damn near lost his whole career. But yeah, guys, you also, you're going to learn. Brothers, it's, it's tough, man. Um, it's really tough. But I think the, the important lesson to learn here is that, honestly, a night of passion <laughs> with these beautiful females is clearly not worth your career, man. Everything that you've built, it's really not worth it. It really is not worth it. And unfortunately, because of the power dynamics, we don't get to behave like the people that, you know, are pretty much in line with the powers that be. We don't get to behave like them. We don't get this, the, this, the type of chances or the overlooking that some of these guys get. It's not like that for players of color. You got to really watch how you move. Otherwise, you literally could end it all just because you made the wrong judgment call and decided to engage yourself, indulge yourself in a night of passion with another consenting individual. But anyway, guys, yeah, man, flip this, this podcast long. I mean, it went longer than I expected it to go. But um, yeah, I thought I would just, you know, voice out my opinions and just things that I've just noticed that are going on and um, I'm a conspiracy theorist <laughs> I think by nature because when I start noticing a certain pattern I start asking myself that okay what agenda is being pushed here is it a let's make an example out of him type of agenda or like what's the message that's being sent to the remaining players of color that are within the league that get in line or else you know, so yeah, so that that's pretty much my opinion, man, on this um, Alton Yankee saga. Um, again, it's always good to see, man. Um, you know, just a brother getting another chance because, just like I said, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, and I don't believe everything should be taken away from you just because you made the wrong call in a moment of weakness. You know, but again. You should be accountable. So him being dropped from the box, 100%. If the box never select him again because they're like, no, he's too much of a high risk or you know, um, media hazard, again, I wouldn't be mad at them. Because at the end of the day, this is business. And this is why I created this type of podcast, is to talk about the business of sport. So if it makes no business sense for a brand... Um, or a team corporation organization to sign a player because he's bad for their image a it is what it is you know it is what it is but yeah just when it comes to now just the, the general clubs come on there's so many other guys who've done worse for them they don't get a pass from me they don't get a pass from me. But 
again, this is business. You can't you can't really have your feelings too much. Um, in you, you can't be in your feelings too much about it because the businessman in me understands why a lot of um, teams were sort of like playing it cool and not trying to go for him while there was a media storm around him. But you know, yeah. He didn't deserve to lose everything. I know it, it seems like I keep contradicting myself because I do understand the brand implications of it, but I do not believe that he deserved to lose everything. I still don't believe that. I honestly don't believe that. But anyway, man, yeah, let me get out of here. Um, and uh, yeah, to everyone who keeps supporting my podcast, man, shout out to you guys. You can keep supporting the podcast. Over here, we talk about the business side of pro sports, um, you know. And I just, yeah, you know, I actually feel better now because this has really been weighing heavy on me. You know, I felt like going on Facebook and just posting a status update, but then I'd be like, man, I felt like going on Twitter. No, no I don't really tweet. felt like going on um, LinkedIn and stuff like that, but I was like, nah, you know what? I don't want to put these things on these type of platforms because I just I don't know it just felt it it just didn't feel right to do it like that I was like you know what I'd rather just use my podcast um and just really state my opinion that I don't agree with this but again guys just because we don't agree on something doesn't mean we can't still get along I'm not here to fight with people I'm just saying that I just believe that trying to take everything away from a man because of him making a mistake is wrong. I don't subscribe to that. And I'm always going to sit here and commend the French teams for, for, for giving him another shot. Because to them, at the end of the day, it made business sense for them to sign him. Because this is a guy with a very good injury history. He's never been injured. He's never missed a season. He's played all 12 years of his rugby career. So for them, it made business sense to sign this guy. Just as much as it made business sense from where he was for other team brands to be like, nope, we're not touching him yet. So it's a push and pull. <laughs> it's a push and pull, man. But it's an exciting industry that we're in. We love it. Um, yeah, so just let that be a lesson, honestly, you know, to, to the rest of the players, man, that... You need to really treat yourself like a brand and really watch your moves because once you turn pro, the playing field is different. Every step you take is now being watched. And if you make the wrong one, it can be used as a weapon against you. So stay up, stay grinding, keep hustling, man. Never lose hope. And yeah, congratulations to Elton Yankees. As I read, it seems like he's about to finalize He's signing with the French club. So good luck to him and best of luck with the rest of your career, young man. But always remember, it's time to start looking at life beyond the game. This has been a message from the universe for you. The question is, are you listening or not? Anyway, I'm out of here, guys. Take care. Um, it's a cold autumn, autumn day here in Tokyo. Um, but yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. 
We're going to be talking um, a bit of a recap of the J1 League. Exciting games were played last weekend and uh, we need to drop an episode about that. All right, so take care of yourselves and cheers. And remember our sporting slogan, man, for this podcast. We don't only talk sports. We lived it. We effing lived it. We fucking lived it. Right, in this segment of our podcast, we actually want to talk about and promote our client and partner, Getafe Madrid International Football Academy. This is an academy, football academy, soccer academy, that is based in Madrid, Spain. Getafe recruits players between the ages of 15 and 17 years old. Players are able to learn from quality coaches from around the world, UEFA accredited and licensed coaches. Players are also afforded the opportunity to receive a quality education with the academy's partner school, Akinas American School. Right, so if players enroll with the academy and study up until they finish their diploma, they are able to obtain a diploma which is USA accredited. And when they obtain this, they are able to enroll and study at any university in the world. All right. So this is an amazing, amazing soccer opportunity for any young player who has ambitions of developing in a foreign market. Passports are open to every single individual in the world. All right. A disclaimer about this uh, promotion is that I, as a football agent that is registered in Japan, I do not represent players under the age of 18. My relationship and partnership is with the academy. All right. So with that being said, I will only liaise with parents or legal guardians of young players. So for anyone listening to this and wanting to find out more information you can find out by going to our website which is www.magsportsagency.net that is www.m-a-g-sportsagency.net all right over there all the information is displayed in terms of tuition and the application process. Obviously, before players are accepted into the academy, um, there are certain requirements that players need to meet in order to be accepted into the academy. So only being talented as being a player, that is simply not enough. This is an academy that places an emphasis, you know, um, in education as well. This is an academy that understands the importance of education as well. So what they strive to do is equip young football players with the skills they need to excel at a high level as professional soccer players, but also to have the education that is needed for life after a professional soccer career. 
right? So this is an amazing opportunity and um, I would recommend it. I definitely recommend it. Madrid is an amazing city. Spain, the Spanish winters are the best winters because they don't get as cold as the rest of Europe. And this is an amazing opportunity for a young child to develop and mature as an athlete and an individual. All right. They will gain the exposure and they will be able to basically be based in one of the cities that is considered as one of the capital soccer cities of the world. You know, in the city, they've got one of the biggest football soccer brands in the world in Real Madrid. So if that doesn't inspire a young player, I don't know what will. All right. So make sure you check out the website for more information. And I look forward to hearing from parents and legal guardians who would like to take their child's um, football career and educational um, career to the next level. All right. Take care. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Right, so did you know that Sports Bears from an Agent's Perspective, the podcast, was actually parlayed from an ebook series that is available on Amazon.com? I get I bet you I bet you guys didn't know this. But uh, yeah, that is the case. Um, so when I started my journey as a sports agent. I told myself that, you know what, I want to document this journey as it's actually happening. All right. And then that gave me the idea that, you know what, to start an ebook series and to just basically talk about my experiences um, in sort of like an ebook series. All right. So the ebook series that um, we completed last year was season one, four episodes of season one. Where basically, guys, I talk about my journey in transitioning from being um, an athlete, from being a player, to actually getting into the business side of professional sports. Right? I've always known that I wanted to be in the, um, the business of professional sports once I stopped playing, but I didn't know how. Right? I bet there's a lot of you know a lot of guys who are athletes. Or a lot of guys who are passionate about sports who actually want to become agents, but they don't know how to become agents. Okay, this is where I recommend, I recommend that you get um, my Sports Biz from an Agent's Perspective ebook series. All right, that series literally details everything, man. It details um, the process and it also details on how to get started. Um, you know, when you just want to open up your own shop, your own agency, how to prospect for clients. All right. And also, um, I also tell stories about the transfer window. And I also tell stories about just my life in Tokyo since I've been here. All right. Trust me, there's some epic stories that you would not want to miss that are over there. But um, all that aside, the most important information that is on there is literally about how to get started as a sports agent and just how to navigate this journey because i don't have a mentor no one's mentoring me in this 
sports agency journey it's literally um through trial and error and it's literally just you know taking it day by day and going by instincts okay so make sure you get the ebook series man sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series all right um and i wish you guys well on your journey man i wish you well on your agent's journey for any agent that's looking to come into the game or for any sports enthusiast that's looking to come into the game i wish you nothing but luck but make sure you get the ebook series <laughs> just kidding man but yeah i just thought i would um tell you guys about it because a lot of guys told me that they didn't know that my podcast was parlayed from an um an ebook series all right there was even a press release there was even like it was also in the media as well um because my podcast has just been catching on so much popularity here in Asia and in the African continent and then the one person just contacted me and was like listen i saw sports biz from an agent's perspective on amazon was this a book i was like yep it was first a book before i made it into a podcast so anyway i thought i'd share that little story and uh yeah man i hope you guys go out and get it i definitely recommend it and you won't be disappointed many more seasons are coming as well all right cheers